Hello and welcome everyone to this episode of Witches on the Couch. I am one of your hosts. I am Nikki and I am a witch. Hi, I'm Jade. I'm your other host. I'm also a witch. There's dust in my drink. Oh, party foul. I, mm, okay. Uh, I'm going to drink it. Like, it's it's fine. It's just some dust. It, it's from my apartment, so it's my dust. I was going to say it's your own dust. So. Yeah, it's, it's my own problem. Just a realization when you look down your cup and you're like, oh. Protein. <laughs> I need some of that, you know? So uh, this episode of Witches on the Couch, we're doing something a little different. We talked about it in our last Motherland Fort Salem episode that we're really not going to be talking about TV today. We're just going to be talking about us, the hosts, these witches. All my witches in the house. (laughs) You're welcome. How much have you had to drink before you got this? Like Literally zero. That's all just sleep deprivation right there. No, that's fair. So uh, we talk about ourselves fairly regularly on here you know like little hijinks or stories about ourselves our astrological signs and what we like to practice in the craft but I I this was a me idea for sure um I thought it would be fun to do just a small episode where we kind of talk about like what brought us to witchcraft like how we got here you know like childhood teenage whatever it may be and kind of our little journey through that so that that was the theory this is the execution let's see where it takes us i'm uh, excited so jade would you like me to start or would you yes because right. honestly my story starts a little bit into your story so please that's that's very fair i, I wasn't sure i didn't want to presume i was all important but i like that i'm all important and this red, it works out. Thank you. Uh, so as I have mentioned on multiple other episodes, my family is Jewish. I was raised relatively Jewish. When I say relatively, it's because we're not Orthodox. So whenever we did celebrate um, Jewish holidays or Jewish events, it was really in the home. So we celebrated like Hanukkah, mostly with just ourselves or uh, my aunt Sandy and same with Passover, Yom Kippur, all those big days. And my family was always kind of like, yeah, we're going to do these holidays because they're fun. And they were fun, minus Yom Kippur, because you have to fast. But that's that's something else. Um, and they would tell me the reason behind it and everything. We also celebrated uh, Christmas in our own right, mostly because I just don't think my parents wanted like us kids to feel left out of the events because our small town was 99% Christians and you know as a small kid at school a lot of things that you do are Christian Christmas related and I do remember that my mom like one time I asked her about Christmas and she was like oh well some people believe and she explained the Christianity tradition behind it And she was like, but we celebrate it for like winter and festivities and so that your grandmother can come down for dinner, like all that good stuff. So I was raised in a pretty open household as far as religions went. And my mom was always 
and my dad were very much like, if you want to participate in these, fine. If you don't want to, that's also fine. Uh, they kind of wanted me to find my own way, I think, as far as spirituality and religion went. And I was already kind of a weird kid. Uh, I was, to put it, I guess, in layman's terms, like a bubbly goth child. <laughs> that's a fantastic description. Thank bubbly you. Goth. I love it. And, like, my icons were, like, Xena and uh, the Hex Girls from Scooby-Doo. I, to this day, am obsessed with the Hex Girls. And Who isn't? I mean, honestly. They impacted my life more than they ever should have. Like, <laughs> they are my role models and my idols. <laughs> um, yeah, and, like... So I kind of fell into interest-wise a bit more on the, like, witch fantasy realm of TV and the likes. Like I said, I was obsessed with the Hex Girls. I was obsessed with Scooby-Doo, Ghoul School, uh, Kiki's Delivery Service, The Winx Club. I was a child in the 90s. These are all very 90s things, I'm saying. And so these were all things that kind of... I think impacted me in that they brought me to be like I was so into the elements like air fire water earth like they every show everything I did like every piece of media I was obsessed with was the four elements and Scooby-Doo which kind of brings me to I guess the first time I got into witchcraft was middle school uh with a friend and actually two of my friends and they were reading some magic girl book series and they in this book series like the three girls had magical stones that they wore as like bracelets and necklaces and they're like oh we should be magical like them we are magical like them so we each had like magical stones that we wore around and uh would you know try to do like magic kid stuff because we were like 12. And that's what 12-year-old girls really want out of life. So eventually that friend group kind of fell apart. And, you know, it, it was what it was. It was middle school. But it really kind of stayed with me. And I remember I, like, once asked my mom about it where I was like, hey, do you, like, do you think, like, witches are real? Do you think, like, magic's real? Do you think, like, you can do magic in this world? And... My mom was like, you sound just like me at your age and kind of like sat me down and actually told me a bit about Wiccanism because she was a Wiccan in high school. And she was like, yeah, if that's something, you know, it spiritually draws you, you should pursue it. And I had already been playing with tarot cards since I was eight, I believe. So I don't think she was really shocked that this conversation got brought up because I think she'd been preparing for it for like four to five years. And that was kind of what originally drew me to witchcraft and Wiccanism and paganism and natural magic. And then basically this was the age where the internet was like new, but MySpace knew. So uh, it was like MySpace was just in its prime. I would say Facebook was just starting but it was also like when blogs and like message boards and all the emos and goths and like witches out there found the internet. And so <laughs> I spent a lot of time 
on those platforms, like researching or talking to other people. And then also our used bookstore had an occult section that I was able to get some more literature on that was obviously much more formal. Uh, one of the books I still have. Real and quick, sorry. Yeah. Is this uh, the one on Main Street? Yeah, the book brief. Oh. Yeah, okay. Gosh, I missed that store. It's oh, an excellent God. store. Yeah, we used to spend so much time there. It's still like the one shop I try to visit when I'm back home. So going into high school, I was still kind of identifying as a witch and still really wanted to pursue that kind of craft and that art. I was still into tarot. I had gotten into crystals and gem magic, thanks to my middle school friends, and was like beginning some other crafts a bit more uh, spiritually, I guess, like meditations and scrying. I was starting to try to get into that. And then in high school, I met one of my friends who was like a closeted witch, I guess is the best way I can describe her. But she really had a very Christian family that was not really okay with me or what we wanted to do. But regardless, we decided to start trying to practice together. And so we did that and we really grew a lot together uh, we eventually made a third friend who introduced us into Ouija boards and spirit boards, which really became a big part of our practice in high school. And eventually, uh, these two friends and I, well, we, we split eventually. One of them split off right off the bat, but the other one would stick with us through high school. And throughout like the first year of high school, me and the said friends, we we're talking about elemental magic a lot and I've always been an air girl. I stand being an air element girl. I, I just, I identify with it so much. Whenever we did circles or rituals, I would always be the air manifestation or the air representative. And my friend was water. And we were always like, oh, we wish we had, we had enough to complete the circle. We wish we had at least one more. Uh, two more was ideal. And this is where kind of Jade enters our story a bit more because we had PE with Jade um, and a couple other classes, but PE is when uh, me and said friend would talk a lot. And so for the sake of the story, I'm just going to give this said friends uh, a name. This isn't her actual name. I'm trying to protect her privacy, but we're going to call her Aqua for the sake of this podcast. And so Aqua and I had a couple classes together and PE with Jade. And we were friends with Jade in that I had like five or six out of eight classes with Jade. So we had to be friends because we saw each other so goddamn much. And it was like, I think it was like the first day of high school, Jade, you were like, we have four classes together and counting. Should we just start walking together? And I was so excited that you were talking to me. Um, <laughs> uh. it was such a big deal you have no idea I was such a loser in middle school I was like oh my god this girl this girl like wants to be my friend oh my god like I was having a like 14 year old heart attack <laughs> over like this event in my life um which is hilarious now because we've been friends for so long I'm like oh my god remember I remember when you were like the shining angel star of my life you well, still the funny are. thing is, uh, like, I basically consider our friendship starting within, like, two weeks of high school starting. 
yeah. just because we saw each other so much and walked together a bunch and talked a bunch and I liked you. It doesn't matter that we didn't hang out at lunch, but I mean, I thought you were my friend. No, I, I think we were friends too, but I, I guess I always kind of considered us like class friends. You, you know, like I, because we didn't hang out at lunch, we didn't hang out after school, but we did have that very um, private, isolated class together because we were in the science program together. So basically it was us and like 20 other students who would be in the same class program for four years of high school. So it was like, we all got to know each other really well. And we were all like very casual friends hang out with each other. And that's like, that's where you kind of were too. Uh, But Aqua and I used to always talk about Jade, mostly in PE because you're always like oh jade like she's such a fire girl like she's such a fireside like if she ever hung out with us like she doesn't even know like what the fire element she is and i remember we we would talk about this for weeks like to months and but both of us were so scared to approach you like we weren't gonna do it neither of us were like we we're like jade is far too cool for us uh far too like she's gonna think we're crazy weird kids who are like into magic and so neither of us really approached you for a really long time because <laughs> we were so scared and like I don't know if you want to take part of your story at this point because I feel like well, it's when so you come sure. in um uh, because you were hanging out with you aqua and other person mm-hmm. that left shortly after I joined. She, yeah, um, she drops out of the story real quick, so don't don't worry about her. But I knew you guys kept hanging out. And I was jealous you guys kept hanging out like after school and stuff for a while. And I don't remember exactly how it started that I joined the group, but it was I I can't remember. I want to say like I heard you guys talking in like the locker room or something like that, and I finally just. I'm just going to ask them and I inserted myself is how I felt like it went. And then you guys got really excited that I did that. And then it blew up from there, but I, I think always... we were in the locker room and I think we were talking about how, cause Aqua, uh, one of the reasons we're nicknaming her this is she was an Aquarius, uh, but she was our representative of water. And I think we were talking about how like Aquarius should be a water sign. And it's really weird that it's an air sign. I think we were just kind of like casually chatting about this when Jade, you're like, well, I'm an Aries. And we like flipped the fuck out. <laughs> uh, yeah, but eventually you start hanging out with us uh, a little more after school. The said fourth girl, no name, just dropped off from the group. We don't really have to worry about her. Um, but shortly after we lost that girl, uh, she had a bit of a falling out with me and Aqua where she said that basically she mean girled us and said we couldn't sit with her at lunch. Uh, (laughs) Very iconically. And Jade uh, doesn't take that kind of shit. Oil. I told Jade about it and she was like, well, you can sit with me and my friends. And again, little like 15 year old heart attack. Uh, um, where I was like, oh my gosh, she really does like me. Uh, it was a really big moment in my life. So we started hanging out with you and we've said her name multiple times. I'm just saying, put it in, uh, Morgan. 
who did we also know was like always kind of a witch she also has kind of a hippie mom yeah it worked out quite well so he's um, a fantastic person I don't know if you want to take the story from here because now you're a you're a main player well I guess but then I don't get to explain my background so much no we'll get to that um yeah so from this point we started because the very first we started doing a spirit board Ouija board and the very first like session with that um the other friends that had you know been before me like quickly dropped out I literally never had a session with her oh I said that's probably for the best (laughs) yeah uh but it was really cool because then like we all made a new board together and had that bonding um did some research about you know more elementals and spiritualism basically to make that board and to move forward and I'm a nerdy person so doing research like is really cool you might hear a puppy uh, barking or whining in the background of this episode. As we have said, maybe we've said, uh, Jade has a puppy. So that's just part of our lives now. That's but it was really cool, much. actually. And so it was just, it's new, it's interesting. Um, my background is very Christian. I think it's more of a loose Christian, forward-thinking Christian to a point. Um, but like we were totally the church, the church, <laughs> the church of Jade. <laughs> we were totally the family that went to church like every single Sunday. And um, we spent a lot of time, even though we were in California, my family was in Washington. We spent a lot of time with my mom's side of the family, which is ultra religious. And then I just slowly fell out of it for various reasons. I never really, well, and honestly, I was still a fairly regular churchgoer up until like throughout middle school. And it wasn't until just schedules got crazy at the end of middle school and into high school that kind of stopped it. And then, you know, there's other factors like um, I was sort of disillusioned with the church early on because I remember um, I'm fascinated with fossils and the Bible didn't mention dinosaurs, but I can physically see it. So someone's not truth in. You would go on to get a degree in genetics. So I feel like that says a lot about (laughs) who you are. Yes, probably. Um, But also I think that sparked, like I've said before, I have a really big, I really love Bible stories and especially Catholic stories because they go a lot more into um, saints and archangels and they are the ones that started exorcisms. So obviously they acknowledge there's multiple realms in God's universe like that fits very well with how I view witchcraft and 
do magic and things like that. This is why, like, if you talk to, because I also have a very religious sect of my family, they're Baptists, though. Um, if you talk to them about like other Christianities, they're always like, oh, Catholics, the pagans of our Christian faith. And it's like, oh, <laughs> oh my. <laughs> That's what always gets me because um, controversial thoughts, uh, every religion almost like I can feel like I can find a common thread throughout time. They all kind of follow the same backbone, which means I feel like that backbone is correct. And they just get so spun out on a single point and then mad at each other that it gets lost in translation, essentially. Um, yeah, and then I was always, I mean, I was also always a weird kid, just sort of a different weird kid. Um, I have always had really crazy dreams. And even, it wasn't until recent, recent years, like the past two maybe three years that finally my dreams have kind of like slowed down just a little bit but I mean every night almost for like most of my life vivid dreams I wake up remembering them for at least a couple hours and then um once I got into doing spirit boards and stuff like that with Nikki it just felt like a lot of things clicked between like some dream threads and some other things that I had been experiencing and just the fact that I've always felt like an old soul. So I'm not weird child. I, I mean, every child goes through a dinosaur phase, but um, I like fossils specifically, not necessarily the dinosaur facts themselves. I just like to see fossils and petrified wood. And um, I live in Texas now, which has tons of fossils. I have collected so many ammonite and um, sea urchin heart fossils from my parents' driveway that I, like I'm thinking of making a table just to display it all. So, many fossils and I just I walk and I find them and I have to keep them um, and I always loved going to art museums as a kid um, I made a couple of first dates go to fancy art museums that sort of old soul art so museums it's definitely I like to see everything but it is sort of those those old things too yeah, you, you, I think, appreciate history and art on a level that a lot of people don't, um, which I really respect. Like, that's that's a really great trait to have. Thank you. It's, it's kind of funny, too, that you mentioned that one of the things that drew you to witchcraft was, like, the saints and the stories and all of that. And for me, it wasn't so much the stories. As I said, I grew up in Judaism. We have a ton of stories. Uh, but something I really liked about Judaism and I really like in witchcraft is kind of like the ritual of practice. So like, even though my family was an Orthodox for high holidays and the like, we like, there's rituals that are performed like with the menorah or with, uh, the matzahs or 
with all these things. I remember I was super drawn to that because I just really liked having like a task or an object or like just a proceeding to follow in spirituality. And those are the parts of Judaism that I still try to kind of draw on in my own craft. But that was also the thing that kind of drew me to witchcraft was just kind of like the rituals and the spells and like the spirituality performance of it. It really spoke to me on a level where I was like, oh my God, like, thank you. Like, like, let me like perform a little bit here. Cause I don't know. That was just something I was always looking for. That's awesome. Uh, well, and the funny thing is too, um, I think I was five, four, I think I was four. I don't think I'd actually started school. I remember being very small. Um, but for Christmas, my parents actually took us to um, a semi-local church, did a Streets of Jerusalem. And so they took over a couple city blocks, set it up like, honest to goodness, old Streets of Jerusalem. Everybody was dressed up. Um, I learned about the menorah and a little bit about Jesus and how to play dreidel and had latkes and it was really fun. So I never had anyone in my life that was like even semi-practicing Jewish, but I personally, just because I had so much fun at that event, I have had a dreidel like almost every year of my life. I play it. I love latkes. I didn't have a menorah until just recently. Thank you, Nikki. For my own personal enjoyment and for respective others on the days of Hanukkah, the big holidays for Jewish Judaism. And uh, I love a lot of the, just the Hanukkah stories as well. That one always, those always resonated with me. They're really beautiful. Um, this does remind me when COVID is somewhat contained slash, you know, workable in society again. Um, we should have you and Chris over for Hanukkah at my parents because I'm sure you will have to go to your husband's house for Christmas one of these days and it usually falls around the same time. So we should do a joint thing. My mother hates making latkes because to her credit, they are a bitch. Uh, but I they will are, make yeah. them. I will have the sacrifice yeah, my brother, who is a planner to the extreme, will uh, plan the dreidel events. You will be random number integer functioned into your seating place and your turn order, but that's that's a personal problem. Oh, that's fantastic. Anywho. Anyhow. Uh, for actual spells, though, yeah. So it flowed from this, we, you know, the strong background or in religion and then this new fascination with the quote-unquote maybe darker side of religion just because the multiple planes the spirits that's not necessarily it's more backdoor behind closed doors talk for religion mm -hmm. it's there I don't really want to admit that but you can't necessarily I don't think talk about religion without purgatory and the spirits in heaven and the spirits in hell it's still it meshes so it's funny that you bring that up too because it's like um 
you know, general Christian faith recognizes the existence of hell. Uh, Jews don't. There's no hell in Jewish um, culture. But there is this weird recogni- like recognition of dark spirits. That's like, if you ever watch uh, Fiddler on the Roof or something where uh, he does the whole dream sequence and his wife is like such an evil spirit and is like, tita and like throwing salt. Like there is a aspect of the whole like evil dark spirits to almost any religion, even the ones that don't formally recognize hell or purgatory. Cause I know purgatory is also just like a Catholic thing. But it, it's funny to see how these like older base released uh, beliefs of dark spirits or other planes or otherworldly beings on different levels has still like penetrated these religions that are like, well, it's not a thing, but if it is a thing, here's what you do. And I just think it's very interesting because you're right. That is a, that is something that you can really take from all religions that plays a higher facet in what we practice. Also, just throwing it out there, I do believe in reincarnation, uh, just because I feel that in my soul as an old soul. Not that I can necessarily fully explain all the time, but um, yeah, so it is definitely interesting, though, how, again, there's a lot of common threads between religions, and that the the crafting of spells speaks to me too, just from like the creative side, let alone sort of practical side, because I always, I mean, I always use mine for practical reasons. It's usually to help with like dream clarity and protection of like, not protection of my aura, but protection of my own spirit my own energy yes thank you you're welcome i had it like one beat before you did so i was like oh right we thought it at the same time (laughs) my mouth was faster (laughs) yeah so um yeah it's that's i mean it's and it's kind of how we both got here um which brings us back to our first board session i guess uh which we did with this was the first time I'd ever done a Ouija spirit board with a full circle too. So that was a huge deal for me because I'd only ever done it with up to three people, but with Jade representing fire and our other friend representing earth. And then we had Aqua and me, like we had a full circle. It was crazy. And I do remember we made our first spirit board on the spring equinox. (laughs) it's like this is weirdly so stuck with me it's like a pillar of my teenage life where we were at our friend Morgan's house and we were like we want to make a serious spirit board because we didn't want to just like draw it on paper we were dedicated that night for some reason so we decided to go to Home Depot to buy like a a piece of wood and some stain and everything to start our spirit board and we were petrified that they were gonna ID us to buy the stain because we were all 16. So I remember we like crafted this entire lie. Oh the issue that I think we had was it was 
like 10 o'clock at night it and we're a bunch of weird so teenagers late. just buying this shit. I think that was the big issue. <laughs> yeah, it, it was like a Home Depot for some reason, especially small towns. They're open till like midnight. It's ridiculous. And so we were like, yeah, it was like 10, 1030. A uh, bunch of 16 year olds want to buy some wood and some wood stain we we felt like they were they were gonna call the cops on us for some reason (laughs) like this is this has to be illegal um but it wasn't it was fine everything worked out home depot was fine and we made our first board which was a huge deal and that got us into spirit work and spirit craft for basically the remainder of high school into college where we would do the spirit board fairly regularly and work on spirit craft. Uh, we'd spend a decent amount of time in graveyards, both uh, just like meditation and also like cleaning up like old graves that have been kind of left abandoned. Cause yeah, I feel like thing. we have to point out we lived in a historic hang town. So there's some really old graves from like the gold rush 1840s time so it's not just us being creepy weirdos in the graveyard like it's actually fascinating also the graveyard was right by our high school this it was literally a thing you just did after high school is people would go and hang out in the graveyard uh small towns are weird so we started doing that a lot though I remember and then following high school um Events occurred and we had quite the fallout with Aqua. For a lot of reasons, um, but some of them were spiritual, I would definitely say. We did start arguing and getting on very different paths in our spirituality and our beliefs in witchcraft and spirituality that just didn't jive anymore and and this is one of the reasons why we're aliasing her because we don't want like just like call her out and be bitches so aqua eventually kind of left the circle which was i think it it was pretty hard for everyone um specifically jade because she'd been out of state for college so she kind of came back to the fallout of the situation sorry about that no it was it was weird just because I yeah I did not realize all what happened and then suddenly here we were but you know what it's cool worked out for the best honestly I do remember you came back though and you were like when are we gonna do the spirit board again and I was like oh sweetie honey oh baby girl (laughs) like you don't even know. Uh, so Aqua eventually left the circle. And in my time in college was when I started experimenting with different, basically what I wanted to focus on in my craft. Because though we mostly did spirit work in high school, another thing that I was really committed to in high school was uh, banishments and bindings, which I'm, I'm very good at, but are somewhat corrupting, I think. Um, When you work or associate yourself with a lot of dark energy or dark magic, even if it's 
in the containment, um, a little bit kind of sticks to you, you know, it's, it's, you're always around it and it was not a good time. Um, this was something we talked about, I think in our bonus episode where Jade was really great about it. And like, I did eventually come back from it, but I did go down a dark path for a little bit in my spirit work and in my craft and spirituality that I'm not overly proud of, but I'm, I'm happy to talk about cause it's, it was quite a while ago at this point. And now part of your history, it has to be acknowledged. Thank you. Uh, yeah, so that happened. So once I entered college and I was kind of more or less practicing alone because I went to college by myself, I realized that I definitely couldn't practice bindings and banishments by myself because that is a recipe for disaster. So I started experimenting with different things. I got really into mirror magic for a while there. And then I think I got into... I need to like go back through my book. Oh, I got into sigils, which did stick. I still really like sigils and symbols. And I also started working in jar spells, which has also stuck. So I kind of experimented with different ways of practicing and found that I really liked the, again, the ritual of creating something and using that in my practice. And that really also helped me uh, get past the banishment and binding uh, fascination, which I'm still sadly fascinated with, but I'm better at controlling. So, yeah. Win. Yeah. I like to, when I moved also, I moved not just like away. I moved away, away. <laughs> uh, like almost to the other side of the United States uh, for college. So, and I am not necessarily the the greatest, I don't know, not necessarily the strongest spiritually in our circle. So, I couldn't necessarily, like, do a spirit board on my own, I felt, without it being, it wouldn't be genuine. Um... So I ended up focusing more on, like I've said before, like enchantments, um, some protection spells, a lot more like third eye meditation for vision type things. I don't necessarily know if I ended up doing more. I still like to do like some research on like Green Witch stuff because I have aspirations, but I'm horrible with anything related to Green Witchery, <laughs> to be honest, from what I found. So I'm still doing research, it's just physically practicing. It's more it's more meditation, third eye, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. So Yeah, which all makes sense. And then Basically, uh, Jake, Jake came back from college. She moved to California for a short time. Uh, we started practicing together again. So we started doing the spirit board again together. And that was, that was nice. That was a really good time, I think, for both of us. And by that point, we'd kind of become um, solitary practitioners. But I still think that we, we work well together. Um, it helps that our elements work very well together. Like, 
you know, it, it helps that we're fire and air, like, and not like fire and water. Like this is a very helpful relationship. We just, we work very well together. It um, was like it was meant to be. <laughs> Some yeah. crazy thing like that. <laughs> um, so now in my, I guess, up to today, mature practice, I, I still do tarot. Um, it was something I continued throughout college. Uh, people really liked it at parties because I used to always have a deck on me and, um, I would tell like friends, I I'd do it for friends and like the student union. And then I'd go to parties with these friends and they'd get drunk and be like, Oh, you have to have like Nikki do a card reading for you. It, I should have charged. I could have, I could have made a fortune. Um, but I still like tarot. I still respect the tarot art and I try to work at that as much as I can, whenever I can. It, it did take me about over a decade to be able to like memorize a full deck. There's one deck I, I don't have to use the book on. I don't really have to look up anything on. I feel very in tuned and intuitive with it. And people are always super impressed because I'm never like looking anything up. But if you're just getting into tarot, it, it took me over a decade. I'm now in my late 20s. I started tarot when I was eight. Like it, it, it took me a very long time to get to this point. And I'm very proud to be at this point. And I'm really glad that I did keep pursuing it on my own. Um, I think that was kind of one of those independent arts that even in my lowest points, I felt very secure and safe in. And that's always an ideal thing to find in whatever you're spiritually doing. Um, so tarot has always been a comfort zone for me. And I'm very happy to still have it today. Other than that, I do jar spells. As I said, I am back into the kind of ritual practice of things. So jar spells are my go-to. I have a few that are currently active and others that I've broken over the ages. And I do sigil work when I can, but that's kind of a bit more of an art form. So I also try to work around that. I have more or less controlled myself on bindings and banishments and have a few noted down for reasons or what might come, but really don't practice that as much as I used to specifically in high school. And I still do spirit work with Jade when I can, or um, when the situation calls for it, I guess on my own. My last apartment was really haunted. That's a side story we'll probably put in a bonus episode or something. But uh, I dealt with that as best I could as well. And now, as I believe, we are kind of caught up with my introduction of the first episode of this whole podcast. I identify as a witch. I don't identify as a green witch or a gray witch or a white witch, though I am fascinated by all those niches and practices. And I try to practice fairly regularly and feel pretty secure in the spirituality and the identification itself. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. Um, I do feel like it's, it's a muscle. It works better if you keep up exercise with it. Um, just because like for a while, you know, you see a spirit out of the corner of your eye and you look and oh, it's not there. There's other ways to get around that. But it, again, it takes practice and effort and patience. 
and explore new things. Magically, not magically. Carpe diem. I mean, witchcraft, um, I mean, being a witch in witchcraft, it is really a title that you kind of have to decide for for yourself and then uh, work with as yourself. Unlike a lot of organized uh, major religions of the world, there's no like right air quotes way to practice witchcraft. You kind of have to feel your way through it for what works for you and what you feel comfortable with or connect to the most. As Jade was saying, she connects a lot with like the multidimensional plain stories of a lot of spirits. I connect most with the ritualization of the practice and the components and like the elements. We're both relatively big on the elements. I think we're kind of elemental witches on that front. It was the base. It good foundation. I'm sticking with that. Honestly, though, I'm going to interject. Uh, there's a lot of things with like astrology that I'm just eh, honestly, but it's amazing to me sometimes like how well people sometimes fit their astrological sign. For instance, Nikki. For instance, me. <laughs> it always for the years has gotten me. I just feel very stereotypical Aries. Fireside. It just it works a little too well. I like it, but at the same time, oh damn, mildly <laughs> embarrassing. Yeah, I think think that's our like little story of how we became friends. Yep, and witches and etc. And then Beautiful. COVID hit, and I was like, let's do a podcast, and now podcasters. So exciting. What an awesome adventure it's been so far. Um, I'm happy you agreed to Yes, thank you all for listening. And I apologize for any puppy noises in the background. We're still crank training. Um, so I'm going to wrap it up here. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening to these just stories about our lives. Um, as I said, they're just kind of religious take slash my childhood and uh into how these two hosts met each other and the position we come from on the show feel free to follow us on instagram we are witches on the couch on there uh we mostly just post fun pictures of our witchy things or announce when a new episode is dropped it's really not it's really uh fun little aesthetic page but we're not going to bombard you with a lot of images so feel free to follow us there if you like our podcast feel free to rate review like it do whatever you have to do to have wandering witches find this podcast and thank you for listening on this night evening day morning whoever you happen to be listening to us in this moment in time and we will be picking up next week with our new show, Witches of East End. We'll be starting with the pilot, episode one. Will be a long episode. Sorry for that, but it's a pilot. So we got a lot to cover and not that much time. So thank you again for everyone for listening to us. Just kind of ramble on for a little bit. Tell you a little bit about our journeys and our stories. Uh, and we will hopefully... See you guys on our next episode. Bye, everyone. Bye.